Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas. It's time for Texas Homegrown Music. My guest today is Jonathan Terrell. He's a guy that I actually heard about a few years ago, tried to get him on my show, tried to see him at the Luck Reunion, but COVID hit and um, we didn't get to meet up. But now we've gotten together and he's done this show and I am so excited to bring it to you guys today. You're going to enjoy his music. I know I am. And he's just a really great songwriter, singer, player, and um good human. We just really had a great, a great chat. So I'm going to sing a song called Wash It Off off of one of my older records right now. And then when we come back, you'll get to hear this conversation with my friend now, Jonathan Terrell. We'll be right back.
Well, we're back with Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest today is Jonathan Terrell. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, I, uh, I I think I told you that when I was looking through my text um, to send you, we I was trying to do this with you a couple of years ago, and as everybody knows, a couple of years ago, there was something that came down the pike that none of us expected, um, and uh, and we were I was supposed to meet up with you at Luck, at Willie's place, and that was when everything shut down and our lives really became different in the music business. We, we were told that we were non-essential. <laughs> Do you remember that? And except for, uh, except for live streams, we we're doing essential live streams. Yeah. I mean, I know, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that kind of got a little, uh, jumpstart during COVID just because they were able to connect with an audience, uh, like they weren't able before, you know, like, guys that like really couldn't tour or anything like that before, you know, all of a sudden had a, you know, a lot of people, you know, viewing their material, you know. But I think it was an opportunity for us to get out of our comfort zone and figure out a way to get the music out without going to a venue and playing. And um, I never thought I'd ever see that day where we wouldn't be able to just go pick up a gig and throw out a tip jar and, and make a little bit of pocket change at least. Um, so we all, we all decided to figure it out online. And um, and I know some people that are still doing that now, even though live shows are back. Um, they're show, they're doing shows from their yeah. living room, from their from their studios, and doing really quite well. Yeah, uh, I unfortunately was never any really good at it. <laughs> so, um, See, yeah, I just uh, I, I did I did a few of them, but I never I never really uh, took the uh, took the, took the bait all the way to the bottom, you know. Well, so you released a record in 2020, which had to be tough because you couldn't tour with it. Um, it's a fantastic record. It's got a lot of songs on there that I really, really like, and we're going to play some of them a little bit. Play one of them a little bit later. Um, but I know that right now you're you're talking about this new EP that you're going to finish uh, dropping. You've you've dropped three singles from it already: uh, Texas, I Know, and Better for You. All of which are phenomenal songs, and um, and your voice i i don't know i'd like for you to tell me some of your inspirations because um i i i hear i hear a little bit of bruce springsteen in there and of course there's no way that you can't understand that you played with willie nelson i know that you've played uh with hayes carl a lot of a lot of great monumental texas artists but you've got a you've got a rock and roll vibe to you too jonathan and so when i when i listen to your music i feel like you you grew up in a lot of, with a lot of different uh, inspirations. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, sure. I guess the uh, I guess the timbre of my voice would just be a uh, ex smoker, you know, <laughs> and uh, current tequila drinker. <laughs> um, I you know I I grew up I grew up in a kind of a rock and roll household. You know, my parents were really in like the folk scene and like a lot of kind of British invasion bands. Um, but, you know, I grew up in a town called Longview, Texas. And if I, in order for me to have, uh, to, for me to keep a horse on our property, I had to work for my neighbor who owned a ranch. So I started working for him when I was nine. And I discovered country music, like working for him. I worked for him from nine till I was maybe 13 or 14. And, um, but yeah, just, uh, just kind of going home and, you know, trying to explain to my dad who Garth Brooks was. You know, uh, those, those, it's, it's like years later, those, those kind of, uh, 
cultures combine themselves, you know, and a lot of the, the, the lines on the genres kind of blur in some way, just because it feels, it feels natural. And if, I guess if you ever see any country band, the first thing they want to do is rock and roll. So, you know, I'm kind of one of those people that I really believe in somebody being an entertainer and somebody just really um, enjoying their craft, enjoying playing music. And I, I hate that we have to pigeonhole ourselves into a genre because um, I I like all kinds of music and I, I like to sing all kinds of music and I enjoy listening to all kinds of music. And I don't want to feel like um, Jonathan Terrell has to do country music all the time. I mean, I, I do appreciate the idea behind what style people want to hear when they go out. But um, you mentioned Garth Brooks. I mean, anybody that knows anything about Garth knows that he grew up listening a, a whole lot to the Eagles and, and, you know, to 70s rock and roll bands. Those were big time inspirations for him. Sure. And a little nugget of uh, information, Garth and I went to the same high school at the same time, by the way. <laughs> UConn. UConn, UConn, Oklahoma. Yeah, I uh, I was I was I'm a Texas girl. I was born in Texas, but my parents did live there for a few years. And my um my high school and uh and so yeah garth was garth was there at the school then and i was doing theater and singing and you know other stuff and he was he's an athlete and ag ag boy and all that but uh yeah so it's it's it, it is true that um you know i can tell obviously that you're the the sound of your voice is a, a component of I didn't I didn't know it was because you smoked a lot. I like the sound of it. I love that rough, growly sound, meaty sound that you get, you know. But I am glad to hear you say former smoker because. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, years ago, uh, yeah, I smoked for like ten years, and uh, but I mean, even whenever I was in choir and like junior high and sang as a kid, and you know, um, in college, I've always had kind of a scratchy, rough voice. You know, that's, uh, it, you know, it's thankfully in some way, somewhat signature for me, but, uh, um, absolutely. But yeah, I'm you know, trying try, like being in like men's choir in college and stuff like that. I was like, you know, trying to smooth it out in ways just to kind of fit, fit in the, uh, in the group, in the vocal group better. And, you know, you could always hear me, you know, <laughs> so I love that though. But I, I mean, I, I think. Rock, like you know, rock and roll and country music. I mean, they kind of they they interweave so much, you know. And I and like I, you know, we we're talking about just a second ago. I, I feel like a good song is a good song is a good song, you know. And it's and it's why those like Eagles songs can translate to a country audience and translate to a rock and roll audience. You know, it's like hopefully, hopefully, like you know, my music is translating in in the in the realm of a good song is a good song is a good song, you know. Oh, absolutely. Which sucks um, if you I, want to put it in the genre. Well, uh, no, it. It, it actually is. It's actually great. And and you know what it, what it's like now. I mean, we hear bluegrass players doing um, Led Zeppelin, and I love it. And I, um, you know, I yeah. just love when I when I'm familiar with a song and I hear someone else put it in a different, you know, play it in a different way. I 
I like that and I can appreciate that and I like the artist and that's my point. I think that um, probably we're going to see more of that. We're start, we're starting to see it now as well, but I, I want to see more of people understanding that somebody's just a good artist. They're just a good songwriter. They're just a great entertainer. And um, I like to hear them do a plethora of styles, and um, if, especially if it's something that they enjoy doing. And I, I hear that with your... I, I totally hear that with you and and your songwriting. And you, you've written songs for a, a lot of other people that have covered a song. I think I read somewhere you wrote some songs for um, Mike and the Moon Pies. And uh, um, tell, tell me some other people that have covered some of your stuff. Uh, see, uh, Josh Josh T. Pearson, uh, he's covered, uh, covered one of my songs that did pretty well, like in France. And then uh, written a couple uh, for and with Bart Crow. And, uh, yeah, Bart Crow. I saw know, that. Yeah, written two two songs for yeah, written two songs for Moon Pies. I mean, I've, I've written with a lot of people. You know, um, I write I, I write a bunch with the Midland guys, and you know, and just uh, just whoever's hanging around, buddies. You know. Honestly. Well, that's what's great about um, that's what that's what gre- that's great about country music artists because you know for years so many co- country artists were just trying to get sh- you know you were shopping songs all the time and so there was this belief that you know you didn't have to write your own material and then all of a sudden all these labels started m- having people collaborate and they've been doing that for years right you know you know uh, Nashville has been known for putting people in a room together and say hey guys write a song you know and they meet together every day and and do that I love that I really do I love collaborations and I love he- seeing people do do things together and i and i love people artists doing albums with other people and i see that a lot and and i actually love that you mentioned something about overseas are you i think you're headed overseas this month aren't you are you don't you have a show Uh, coming up in the uk yeah the uh long the long road festival uh planned friday and friday and saturday uh next next weekend actually so taking off yeah I should figure out what I'm going to wear. <laughs> I haven't even had. <laughs> well, let, me, let me just tell you, you should know this. People in the West, and they just want you to be like, they want you to be from Texas. They they expect you to be from Texas. They want you to look like you're from Texas. So you just be yourself. They're going to love you, Jonathan. I'm, I know. And it's, uh, I got to go over there and tell them that, uh, I got to go break all their hearts and tell them that Bucky's hats aren't real cowboy hats. You know, <laughs> exactly. get those, uh, woven, woven, uh, flower crowned cowboy hats. Yeah. <laughs> so but, you know, true. Makes them feel good. So like true. Part of the team, you know, yeah, there, I'm there so for, I'll true. sing, I'll sing them all the songs along here. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, um, I want to play a song for everybody right now. We're going to play the song Texas. What a beautiful tune this is. And if, I mean, if you are old school or new school, you're going to appreciate this song. It, it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm, the minute that I heard it, I was like, yeah, I can, I can definitely tell that you're, the roots of your vibe are in our state of Texas and what the music has done for us throughout all the years from Hank to, to, to Willie, to, um, you know, to, to all of the iconic people. And Jonathan, you're right up there with them. It's such a great song. I want everybody to hear it. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Jonathan's road to 
to where he is now. He's been he's played with a lot of different bands and he's done a lot of different things. And I'd love for him to share that with us. But now we're going to play Texas off of his EP. He's going to be releasing the rest of those songs on September the 9th. It's called A Couple, Two or Three. And we'll be right back right here on Texas Homegrown Music with Jonathan Terrell. And here you go, Texas. Well, you could have it all. Where would you put it? Unless you got room to roam. Go see the world. Breeze right through it. You got some place to call home Well, you could be from Japan Or some faraway Starbucks We'll take you just the way you are So if you're tired of gunning And running down those fences Come on home to Texas Say less is more I guess more or less We got more out here than you know So swing by in the spring Where the blue bonnets grow Sleep by campfires glow Well I seen the seven wonders and Side bar and I've heard angels sing with a steel guitar. So if you're feeling lost, feeling lonely like something's missing, come on home to Texas.
Well, here we are back with my guest, Jonathan Terrell, and that was um, a beautiful song called Texas that he's uh, recorded and, and released. You know, um, Jonathan, I know that the road to your, you know, this whole, your your singles and your debut album of, of just your work is a culmination of a lot of experience that you've had on the road and, and doing a lot of shows. Um, I, I read that you did a stint with Midland as long, and you also played in a rock band, I think, um, earlier in it from Austin. Tell me about the road to where it is you are today mm-hmm. and how you got there. Uh, well, so I moved, I moved, uh, to Austin from Longview, Texas in 2005. And when I came down here, I was my my goal and my plan was to be. Uh, I was like, I was set. I was going to be the next Chris Christopherson or the next Towns Van Zant. I, I was like, I'm going to write these, you know, prolific songs. And um, and I got down here and realized that you know I had to start completely over. And um, you know, at at the time, at the time, I was trying to like write, you know, kind of darker like storyteller stuff and you know, these like five, six minute long songs, which you can totally hear on my first couple albums. Uh, and, um, but you know, it just kind of wasn't the right time. And it like, I don't, I, I didn't necessarily feel like people were ready to like, ready to hear those songs. Um, and, and it was a little bit more of a kind of a beer drinking, you know, college, uh, country music scene here you know, uh, a lot of the red dirt was just kicking off. And that, that was like, that just totally wasn't my scene. And so we, I couldn't really get booked anywhere. So, um, my best friends, Wes were like, let's just, you know, why don't we just get together in a room and jam and play some like Chuck Berry songs and some Sonics and like just some old rock and roll, just me and him. And so we kind of started this band as a joke called not in the face, like not in the face. And, uh, we uh, ended up kind of doing pretty well, like really unexpectedly. Like we never tried to be in the band. We like didn't want to play shows and then um, just kind of the demand was there. So we ended up touring for like six years. Uh, but during that, during that touring process, I had shelved my solo, uh, another solo album called Pass the Lights of Town. And um it just been sitting there uh, on the shelf for almost seven years. And um, I'd sent it to a couple friends of mine and uh, it eventually got leaked overseas to uh, like a psych rock label in France called wild Valley records. And they ended up putting that record out and bringing me over to France uh, several times. So that's kind of how I started getting back into the solo thing because it was just, it was, uh, you know, it was a really, you know, taxing, uh, like pretty, you know, pretty, you know, aggressive rock and roll band. And, uh, we, uh, we, we went hard and fast, you know, 365 days a week. Yeah. You know, so, uh, it was kind of nice to like start playing some songwriter songs and storyteller things that like, I felt like that was really what my heart and soul was wanting to do. And, um, you know, after, you know, getting me back into Europe a few times and started touring back in the States, um, it was, it was just clear that I, you know, I needed to be doing this, this project and this, this, this is the communication that I wanted to have with the world. Um, so yeah, just kind of, um, started working on the Westward record and then right at, you know, right at the end of that, uh, I ended up, um, having some, uh, polyps in my throat. So I had to, had to have a vocal cord surgery, which set me back about a few months. Um, so that, that was like 
a pretty crazy laser down your nose surgery and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't talk for like a week and then had to completely relearn how to sing. And that's when we started, I started writing stuff for the EP and um, getting all that ready. Um, and just in those quiet moments, like writing a lot of that stuff in my head and then just like playing it out on the guitar, or making like, you know, phone notes and things like that uh, while I couldn't sing. Um, so it just eventually kind of as the voice grew back, uh, I was getting ready to put out uh, Texas and with video, which the video is great. And um, it's got a bunch of aliens and longhorns and astronauts. And stuff in there. So, uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, well, yeah, it, that, it, was, it, that was kind of when, uh, you know, put, put Texas out on a, on a bigger label and, you know, see, see how it's going to do, you know? Well, um, you know, I had the exact same thing happen to me. I had polyps and interesting enough, I don't mm-hmm. know if your doctor was concerned or not, but I, I had polyps and, um, and I was singing hard. I'm doing the same kind of thing. We were, I was, you know, I've been playing for three decades now, but, um, I was playing six nights a week in smoky rooms and it, it, it takes a toll on you and and playing three hour shows. And, um, and I had, I noticed that a lot of times I missed my highs and I, I mean, I, I, I didn't have my range that I used to have, you know, I'd go to hit a note and it was like, mm. where the heck is that note that I've hit for years? And I went to a doctor about it and he says, you, yeah. you have polyps. We need to remove them. It's same kind of thing. You can't talk for a week. I had a little, <laughs> my husband was ready to kill me because I had a little, um, one of those etch-a-sketch, not etch-a-sketch, the ones that you write on. And I'm writing him things, you know, I'm hitting it, I'm telling him things that I need. You know? <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, I don't, you know, <laughs> he wanted to knock me out for the week. But um, and then it was so strange yeah, because I'm- I was really concerned when I started talking again. Um, and I'm sh- I don't know if you felt this way as well. I was really worried that I was going to lose my sound because they did go in and, you know, remove these polyps and uh, laser cut these polyps and it and, and if you know anything about how your voice works you know how they rub together and you get your own unique sound because of the way your voice is I was really worried I wasn't going to have the same sound and I had to do the same thing that you said we had to learn to talk again I had to learn to um, not yell during breaks at gigs and you know, like I always did and talk really loud and um, it was kind of scary for a little while, but it came back fine. But the scariest thing for me was when the doctor came in after the surgery, you know, a couple hours afterwards, he walks in, he says, oh, by the way, they're benign, so we can rule out cancer. I was like, I didn't even know that was even oh. an option. I didn't even know that was even a concern. It was so crazy. But um yeah, I when I when I hear when I hear stories about that, I always wonder if I was the only one that you know they actually thought maybe something was cancerous on there. But I, I've actually had it done twice I mean, in thirty they, years. They always kind of drop that in at the end, like the, they'll say like, "Okay, there's things in there, but but they're not cancerous," and you're like, "Oh, well then don't don't say it." <laughs> can you guess, can you yeah. not even can you not uh, even mention that? <laughs> Well, so you had the surgery. Yeah, um, you, you had the surgery, and you're happy with the results, and you felt like you got everything back. Because I tell you what, you've got an incredible yeah. range, Jonathan. 
I, I love what you do in Texas Thank when you. you do that. Uh, you do, um, you know, you do an octave jump on that chorus, and you do you do some really beautiful melodic mm-hmm. things. And I'm also I, I'm also intrigued that you mentioned Chris Christopherson because um, this next song that we're going to play, which I love, it's called "I Know." There's so many lyrics in there that moved me. I, I loved when you said um, that your your it was like my mother's voice, you know. There's things that you say that that I can totally relate to what how it makes it so personal to us. But the way that you wrote that song and and the um just the the melody it reminds me a lot of Chris Christopherson's writing. And uh you know, I, I tell people all the time, I don't I love when people say that I that I s- write a song or I sing a song that reminds him of someone else because the reality is not we haven't created anything for the first time we're all we're we're all just regurgitating sounds and and things that we've been been inspired by our whole life and um you know for thousands of years that we've been in existence um we haven't created anything we're just we're we're pulling it out of the atmosphere and and, and from our soul somewhere that we heard it or felt it and um i I think you're a prolific writer, Jonathan. I would I would love to work with you sometime because I listening to your music, well, you're such an old soul. I'm an old guy too. <laughs> no, you're not. No, thank, no, you're thank not. you very much. That's really cool. We'll be right back, but this is a song I know by Jonathan Terrell right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. Say 
Well, here we are back, and um, what a beautiful song, and I love the story behind I Know. So I I just heard that you went to the Newport Folk Festival. Tell me what happened up there and what brought you to the Newport Folk Festival. I mean, I, I, I'm, it's on my bucket list. I'm going to definitely go. Yeah. Uh, well, I actually got hired to shoot a band. Um, I'm a photographer uh, as well. And so um, there's actually a, there's a podcast um, called Disgraceland. Excuse me. And um, they brought they were doing a live podcast and, and it was like incorporating with music uh, with like uh, uh, an artist named Loka Connie. And uh, they're doing a tribute to uh, a, a blues artist that had a like 69 comeback show, uh, a guy named Skip James. So um, it was just a really powerful performance. But they, they actually brought me up there to photograph their um, set. And then while I was there, I ended up running into like 50 people that I knew. And they're like, you want to sing at the, the artist after party concert? I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, let's do it. So that was that was great to like, you know, you know, share a stage with, uh, you know, Nathaniel Rateliff and, you know, Sierra Farrell and like so many great songwriters up there. And just, uh, just you know, great to jump in and sing a Waylon song, you know, with a hot band. So I started uh, getting into photography about five almost six years ago uh i was doing a show up in oklahoma with um and it was it was uh is a butch hancock and um and turnpike troubadours and i was hanging out with butch at this little motor lodge afterward everybody's drinking beers in the parking lot hanging out and uh and he was like he's like so what are your other hobbies besides songwriting and i was like i just i just don't have any i just focus on songwriting and he pulled me aside and was like, are you out of your mind? And he's like, you're going to sabotage your own music unless you figure out another place to like, like fill that well. And he's like, one day your songwriting well will empty. And if you don't have uh, a place of inspiration that you can go to, then you're going to like shoot yourself in the foot. And um, so I got a camera and started working, basically just started like documenting uh, our tours and, you know, like if I was on tour with a band, I'd, I'd shoot the band or shoot portraits, but I was doing this DJ set. Uh, I had a DJ residency where I'd, you know, spin like old disco and stuff. And, um, it was every Monday at this place called Kitty Cohen's. And so I started, I was like, anybody that came in to the show, come over to the DJ booth and I'll take your portrait and I'll message it to you on Instagram like the next day. And so after a couple of years, I ended up having like thousands of portraits of, people of like all walks of life, you know, just, just amazing, uh, you know, just individuals. And, um, so I had this massive portfolio of portraits of, of strangers and friends. And, um, so kind of, that was, that was like, okay, I think I'm, you know, maybe catching a groove with the photography. And so then I started really focusing on, you know, the kind of like, the solace of tours and like, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, about the American West, there's a lot of diners and cowboys and ranches and drag Queens and like just kind of the back corners of Americana that, you know, a lot of people may not always get to see. Um, and so I feel like that is kind of where I'm, you know, where I, where I live and, you know, some of the songs that I'm, you know, I'm, working on those are those are the those are the places where they're born you know it's just these kind of gritty corners and um i love so started focusing more on, uh, yeah 
I've got a I've got a um a gallery show coming up in October twenty eighth at the Commerce Gallery in Lockhart. And um I'll be showing uh I think forty two uh images at that show. Um and yeah, you know, there'll be some prints and things like that for sale and but it it'd be cool. It's gonna be great. It's actually my, oh my first gosh. gallery show. So, oh my gosh, that's so freaking there, cool. And and you know what? He, he he's so right and what a beautiful thing for you to be able to share um with you know so many artists and I know for me I in fact I am I'm looking through old photos right now because I have a, I run a nonprofit called Love Life Foundation and we're celebrating 30 years this year of our foundation of uh, helping at-risk women and children and I've been looking through old photos and throughout all the years and all the guests that we've had for galas, um, including my good friend, Clarence Clemens. And, um, and, and I've been looking through these photos and it's brought back um, such wonderful feelings for me. And it's a connection to those times. And what a nice thing that you're going to have as you, you know, as you catalog all of these times together with photography, and hopefully you'll put together some a book at some point of, um, you know, of all these years of your touring and all the people that you've met and all of the situations that you've been in. So you're going to be, um, your first gallery show is going to be October 28th, and you said it's at the Commerce Gallery in Lockhart, Texas? Correct, yeah. And, and I mean, the camera is such like... Um... It's such a great backstage pass too, because because I mean I feel like a lot of the bands I tour with, you know, um, there's you know I you know with uh, going out with Shane Smith and the Saints, Mike and the Moon Pies, you know, and at the end of the tour you're you're documenting hundreds and hundreds of photos of their like bus life, back, backstage shows, everything, you know, same thing, um, you know, my friend Jess from Midland uh, had to take a break from the band after he had some COVID issues. Um, and so they asked me to join the band and fill in for him for, I was in the band for almost, you know, almost six months. I think we did 47 shows together. So I was opening and then playing in the band, but then also photographing the tours, you know, and it's like, you know, we did the whole European tour and I mean, you know, combing through like, I mean, thousands of photos of, um, of documentation, you know, that one day, you know, one day when bands look back of like, this is where we were, this is, you know, when, when this single was happening, you know, just like huge documentation of, uh, of my friends and like, and the culture of country music on the road, you know? Wow. Well, I, 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 you got it going on there, brother. I mean, I'm really proud of you. I think it's exceptional. And you talked about, um, Midland, you're playing on October the 22nd at one of my favorite venues of all time. And that's at Red Rocks in, uh, up in the Denver area. And if I didn't have a show that night, yeah, I promise you I'd be flying cool. up there to see you because, um, if, if you guys listening to me, if you've never been to Red Rocks, do yourself a favor. And I think this show would be phenomenal. So, uh, you know, obviously Jonathan's going to be there opening the show for Midland. It is the most gorgeous place outdoors. The, this, the view is heavenly and the sound is amazing. And I'm so bummed that I have a gig that night because I have a friend that lives in Denver and we're always trying to find shows that I can fly up there to be with her on. I'm definitely going to tell her she's got to be at that show. And I, I, have you played there before? Have you been there before, Jonathan? It's, it's 
it's my it's my first time, and the show's been sold out for two years. So I know <sighs> everybody's like really really excited to do it, and um, you know, it's just uh, it's it's really like I feel very honored that they asked me to like be on the bill for that one because knowing that and it's a special a- place and knowing how artists would love to play it, you know. Um, I feel very, very honored to be in that. It's, it's, and it's the, the, the perfect time of year. Oh my gosh. I'm definitely doing that immediately. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and tell Christina that I can't wait to meet her. And she's got to be a beautiful soul to be with you because I can already tell you're just a good human, Jonathan. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do in the show. We'll be right back with Texas Homegrown Music, but now we're going to play Never Makes a Sound. You guys are going to absolutely love this song it's from his uh, westward album released which was just a couple of years ago plenty of songs on there to keep you happy and uh, we'll be right back on texas homegrown music
That's a song called Saturday Night, King of Saturday Night, with the band Midland. And you guys heard us talk about Midland because Jonathan Terrell's been doing some um, touring with them. They're going to be playing at Red Rock soon, so you guys check it out. And um, any other dates that they have, I promise you, you will be entertained. Midland, M-I-D-L-A-N-D, just like the town in Texas. Well, that's the close of another show, and I... um, 
I really dig Jonathan. I can't wait to see him live. I know that I'll be totally blown away because I love his voice already and his style. He's just a really good guy and really talented. So, you guys, I hope that I introduced you to somebody that, in case you hadn't heard of before, you want to hear from again. That's what this show is all about. Next week, we've got a new young artist coming on the scene named Jessie Spradlin. She's been working with a producer friend of mine by the name of Chris Responti. So, you guys, be sure to check it out. Thanks to Tupps Brewery, Burris Injury Law, and of course Guitar Sanctuary for making this show possible every week. We will see you next time. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life out. Love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And I'm going to close the show with a song by Lucas Nelson, Willie's son, Lucas, and what a talent he is. A song that uh, you don't hear very often. It's certainly not a single out there, but I certainly love the message. It's called Don't Lose Your Mind. It's a beautiful song. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. See you next time.
Oh. 